attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, it feels good to say that. It's been a beat. I know. I feel like it's been a beat. Hi, everybody. Yeah, it really has. Hi, internet land. Everybody listening to us on the great beyond. Hi, Adam. They all say in unison. In like, unison, uh, right. I don't know. Like when you're remember church where like your pastor would say like good morning or something and then they would everybody would reply yeah. in unison and it was kind of <laughs> cool and sometimes a little creepy it'll be like that that's no, like that I'm actually we were just watching Ralph breaks the internet Ugh. the other morning with Noah I love that movie so good so good the Disney princesses in it so good yes. so cute anyway that's what I imagine I just put the voice out there to internet land but hello happy 2024 even though you guys already said this last week when. Kim graciously stepped in. Sorry to disappoint on the popcorn buckets. Hey, so here's what's up. You, sir, <laughs> we threw you some serious shade because we were convinced, convinced that you were walking home after a nine-day trip to Disney World with... Which turned into 10 days because of weather. Did, so we actually got a bonus day. I was convinced that you were going to be coming home with multiple popcorn buckets that would be blinking lights and doing fancy things. And instead, you came home with one single popcorn bucket and it was so boring it's like the same kind you could get at like a amc movie theater it's just got some disney characters around the sides of it yeah which is really surprising to me too and actually Kurt and i were talking about this because noah demanded popcorn every single day like noah's food groups at disney this year were pizza popcorn and hot dogs like mm-hmm. that was that those were the nutritionist food groups for our two-year-old the basic Sounds food groups. Right, right? Those are yeah, the, Im- basic the important groups. ones. Oh, oh, and ice cream. Ah. Always ice cream. And he learned quickly because we did multiple days at the parks. He learned quickly where the ice cream spots were in the parks. And if we dare near go near any of the ice cream spots, it was, I want an ice cream. I want ice cream at every single ice cream spot we went to. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. popcorn, ice cream, pizza. Oh, and hot chocolate because it was cold. So he's discovered a love for hot chocolate on this trip too. Nice. Yes, Parents of the Year award here. And the funny thing was I bought that popcorn bucket because I was so tired of him asking for popcorn. He wanted, well, let me back up. Amazing hack for popcorn and toddlers at the parks. Don't buy the popcorn bucket. Buy the big bag of popcorn because it's cheaper or get the box of popcorn because they they really do rip you off on the popcorn bucket. Right. Get the box. Get the bag. Bring a coffee cup from your hotel in the morning. Mm -hmm. Stick that in your bag. Stick that on the stroller, whatever it might be. Put a little popcorn in the coffee cup. Hand it to the kid. He's occupied for a bit. Very happy. Ooh. And then when he's done, he gives you the cup back. And then a few, you know, an hour or so later, throws more popcorn in the cup. He's good to go. He's got his own little popcorn cup. That is a good hack. I like that one. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Genius. So figured that one out. But no, I finally, when it was solo park day for me and Noah, because Kurt had to leave for work um, before Noah and I left Orlando, I gave in and bought him a bucket of popcorn. And he held that bucket of popcorn in his lap all the way through the Magic Kingdom one day. And it was glorious. So you're telling me that that popcorn bucket was a last minute end of trip popcorn bucket. That is surprising to me. I know we did really. I got to say, y'all, we reined it in on the merch this trip. We were there for 10 days and I walked away with a marathon weekend spirit jersey, mm-hmm. a marathon weekend coffee mug, which I love because it's one of the gigantic 
coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. So we got one of those. Multiple of the Dino Institute stuffed animals from the games, because Noah and I played a lot of those carnival games out there, and he won <laughs> several. We I think we came home with two Mickeys, a Minnie, and a Triceratops. Nice. Um, but we really reined it in, and we didn't buy anything. Wow. That's surprising for you. <laughs> we cut back on the merch this trip. I know. I don't know. Because I got to say this about the merch. And I don't know if you've been feeling this at Disneyland when you take like a stroll through one of the shops. It's all kind of starting to look the same. Yeah. You know, I was a little disappointed with the Christmas stuff this year at Disneyland. But you're also talking to a girl who doesn't buy the merch that often. You're the merch queen right. of the two of us. And I am. over <laughs> You are. You are. You know all the stuff. I'll always let you talk Drew, about merch because I don't care. And I buy a sweatshirt out of necessity maybe once every two or three years, and that's when I'm cold while I'm there at the parks. Otherwise, I don't really buy stuff. I buy one baseball hat a year that's got Disney on it, and then I just wear it for the whole year. I'm not a big Mickey Disney-wearing kind of girl. Yeah. I will say they've come out with a new, and I don't know if they have this at Disneyland, so you're going to have to investigate and find out. Okay. They had a new zip-up hoodie that, like, those were going like hotcakes. They were in gray, black, navy, and turquoise. And it was kind of like a spirit jersey, but not really. So it had Walt Disney World on the back and then established in the year on the back. And then it had the Disney World logo on the front. And it was a zip-up, and it was really cool. It was like... Letterman style, but retro. I don't know how you would say it. But anyway, they were a because it was cold. People were buying them like crazy, but they were flying off the shelves like hotcakes. Like you, the only ones you could find if you got there anytime after a store opened were extra small or triple X. And that was it. Oh, well, the extra small would work well for me. (laughs) Is it like powder blue? The blue color? No, no, it's a zip up hoodie. They were brand new. I think they said Mm. we talked to a cast member and they said they had just gotten them in at the beginning of the year. So we got there on New Year's Day. We were in the parks the next day and suddenly everybody was wearing them. So they're really cozy and they were like thick sweatshirts too. So anyway, we kept trying Mm. to find them. The only ones they ever had in large were this turquoise color and we didn't want the turquoise one. So then we didn't buy anything. Well, we can cut this out of the podcast if we want to. I was thinking it was maybe the sweatshirt I did buy, but you're saying it's new and it's this one is not a zip up. I just sent you a picture. Mm. Sierra Jones and I went and had a little best buddies day at Disneyland, just the two of us. And it was delightful. We went on a weekday. And this is a picture I just sent you that they took uh, like the magic key holder pass photographer would take for you in a special spot. Oh, that's super cute. I know. But I was thinking, is that the same sweatshirt? No, but they have those at Disney World. With the same Mickey that say Walt Disney World on the bottom. No, I will. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Sorry, folks. Well, maybe I can figure out how to post it. I'll do a story about it or something on the Instagram. But it's this cool. I don't know. It was a great jacket. We just or zip up hoodie and we just could never find it. But they definitely rolled out. We also decided they keep all the winter stuff like on racks in the back. And the second the temperature drops, they're like, <laughs> Out oh, with I'm it. sure. Like, and they were just racks of old sweatshirts and things like that that definitely were from like two seasons ago that they still yeah. have in the back. But I, I do think with the merch, it used to be you could find different stuff in different stores and in different parks. And now I feel like it's all the same stuff in every store you go to. Yeah, I think you're right. Did you think of our friend Sammy? Uh, and all of the merch stories that she told us? I did because the Main Street Emporium was 
bonkers. We went through there just before fireworks one night. Mm -hmm. In my word, Dana, like it was pure chaos. Like just we barely made it through one section and then we just got out and left. Like we gave up. And also we went to World of Disney on New Year's Day. Yeah. At Disney Springs. And I've never seen it like this. One way in, one way out. They had all the doors blocked off by cast members and you had to queue all the way around Mm -hmm. the building and snake your way in because it was so busy and you were going in a back door by all the plushes is where they let you in and you could only exit out like one door on the other side. Wow. It was insane. That is like I Kurt and I were both like, is this back to the pandemic when there was like a three hour wait to get into World of Disney? But nope, just a New Year's Day at Disney Springs. Anyway. Well, Adam, we have to hear all about this nine-day trip. And I know you and I have talked about 10 days, a surprise 10th day, which you're going to explain in a second. But Adam and I, before, were talking about, like, he he did so much. He saw so much. You all know that he went out for the Dopey Challenge with Run Disney. So we're going to save all of the Run Disney stuff for a later episode. And this is just going to be his review of... The vacation itself. So you had your your son and your husband go out with you. And yep. when you weren't racing, you got to experience a lot in the park. So I say let's dive right on in. Will you tell us where you stayed on the trip and, and what your hotel reviews were like? Yeah, so we were supposed to stay in two hotels. But because of weather cancellations, we ended up getting to stay in a bonus third hotel on the trip. So we spent the majority of the time at Coronado Springs. Um, This is the hotel that team in training gets my team I ran with. They were so gracious that for those of us that raised a certain amount of money, we were given five nights in the hotel, which was absolutely amazing. So we tacked on two paid nights before that because we flew down two days early. So we had seven nights in the same hotel room, like for the first time, actually, like unpacked in the hotel put stuff in drawers got organized (laughs) like it was it was really nice packing was a pain but it was really nice to do that bit um and really make it feel like we were cozy and in a place that's awesome well so just real quick because i i've never actually stayed at the coronado springs but as a travel agent i know enough about it and just the quick reader's digest version of this hotel is it is a moderate hotel meaning that Except for a new portion of this hotel, all of the rooms are exterior rooms. So think motel style with the door. They come in like a king or two queens. They're fairly standard. They are pretty large. And because they're a moderate, you're going to find most moderates are quite large in in scope. But this one has a convention center attached to it. So it's kind of even bigger than the other ones. And the theming is more of a Southwest Mexican style. So you've got, I would say it's a little bit lighter on the Disney-ified theming and a little bit more like catering towards more of an adult audience, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. It's So first of all, the resort is massive. And I can say that by also saying, and we're going to talk about this when we do the podcast about the actual races, but because of severe weather, they cut the half marathon short to seven miles instead of 13. And all of us went back to the resort and were able to do literally just a few loops around the entire resort to get to the full 13 miles because that's how big this resort is. Wow. It is <laughs> massive. Like, bring your walking shoes. Be prepared to walk if you're not staying in the main tower. 
definitely catered towards conferences and events. I think we stay there with team and training every year for the race because we had 300 plus participants this year that each needed hotel rooms. And so those hotel rooms are available there. Look, I also think, because we've talked a lot on this podcast about moderate resorts and how crummy some of them are, this leans deluxe. Like, this leans at moderate to deluxe. It kind of bridges that gap. But because there are so many rooms on this property, you can really get rates there most nights for under $300 a night, which is really cheap and actually sometimes cheaper than some of the other moderate resorts. Yeah. Like it's a really affordable resort. Again, I said it, it's big. It has a lake in the middle of it. Well, guess what? You either have to go over one of the bridges on the lake or around the lake to actually get to all the rooms unless you're in the main tower. So yeah. obviously the main tower rooms are much more expensive compared to the casitas, rancheros, and one other name is what they call the three like sections of where these houses, where these houses, where these um, <laughs> rooms are. But it's really cozy back there. It's landscaped very well, super cozy. The rooms have all been renovated. So there are those two queens or one king bed that are lofted and they've got like the storage for your suitcases underneath them. Mm. All those different things that Disney has done. They're completely renovated. The rain shower, all those things. So they make it really comfortable for you. And also what's really neat is there are small pools within every building. So they have the huge pool complex that we definitely spent time at and we loved and Noah loved it. And it's got like a Mayan pyramid thing with it and everything else and a water slide. But they have these super quiet, heated, keynote heated pools by all of the little um, buildings of the rooms. And so a lot of times we just stepped out. It was steps from our room because we had a ground floor room. We'd step out and just hang out in the pool. So the resort's great. The dining at the resort is very Southwest Mexican themed. Awesome. So if you're not into that, I'd go eat somewhere else. I am very into that. After seven days. Oh, yeah. I'm still into it. Still here for it. Yeah. Even the quick service food, you can still get a hamburger or a chicken sandwich or a pizza, but they also lean very heavily to the Tex-Mex type food. The quick service space is great. They have an amazing bar in the tower that makes incredible cocktails. Again, the Disney Reserve, Knob Creek, Manhattan on the rocks, just chef's kiss. They actually made it better there than they did at the Contemporary Resort. Wow, that's saying a lot. So, And this this lounge is called the Dahlia Lounge. And so what he's describing real quick is that in 2019, they opened up the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs. So this is a separate section of the hotel resort (laughs) property. And this is where you check in. It's this beautiful, big, kind of Vegas style in a tower looking hotel space and those rooms are even kind of fancier and they are pricier not a whole lot pricier if you can get in the tower i hear it's incredible i want to go stay in that tower yeah but those rooms are going to be like it may be like between a 50 to a hundred dollars more a night so keep that in mind and they do also for a moderate have a concierge level a club level inside the mm-hmm. grand Destino, but And, you know, back to the restaurant, there is the Dahlia Lounge at the very top. And then there's like a steakhouse, right? Toledo Steakhouse. that's on the other side. Oh, so the Dahlia Lounge is at the very top. And Uh then they have a tapas restaurant on the roof as well, Uh which Kurt and I went to years ago. We didn't go this trip. 
Um, we did go to, we'll talk about it in a second. We did go to Three Bridges, the restaurant out on the lake that they built. Oh, cool. Which we hadn't been to yet. We'd wanted to go to. But also in the main tower on the ground floor, there's a huge bar there. And that is the bar where they make the most perfect Manhattan. And gotcha. in the daytime, it's a coffee bar. So you can go and get lattes, whatever you want there during the day. Nice. Which is really nice. So, look, they have a lot of options. Again, if you've got the money, I would splurge the extra 50 or 100 a night to stay in the tower because all the services are at the tower. Mm. Literally, I'm not kidding, nearly a half a mile walk from your room out in the buildings to the tower. I'm not joking. I logged it on my watch. It was almost a half a mile. Wow. You feel like you are going into town to go get bottles of water, milk, those things that you might need to bring back yeah. to your room. Yeah. Also, side note, if you do an order of like a Target order or something like that, like we've done in the past, order bottled yeah. water and milk and snacks and things like that. Love that. They don't want to bring it out to your room anymore. Oh. So I had to collect it at Bell Services and they would not even give me a cart. And I had to bring it the half a mile back out to my room, literally lugging a case of water. I had to take four trips oh, to go get everything. Terrible. Because I couldn't even get a cart to bring it out there. That's awful. Well, last year when you and I stayed at the, and our families, and we stayed at the All-Star movies, yeah. they gave me a cart. Because it was the same thing. I think that's a new standard is they're not going to bring it to your room. That's fine. And that's fair. Like, you're the one ordering the you know, Amazon fresh or whatever. But I showed up with my case of water and maybe it's like, I'm a small woman. Like, but the guy took pity on me. He was like, here, <laughs> take the cart. And I loaded it up with all of our stuff. And no. also it was not a half mile walk because nothing at all-star movies can be even that long. <laughs> it's just a smaller resort in general, comparatively. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. We also had to do a um, we had to do an Uber Eats order one night because we were tired of everything and we just wanted some quick food in the room. Uber Eats, you still have to hike to the front to bring it back to your room because they cannot get back to the parking lots unless you have a magic band that opens the door. You are not going to get back to the parking lots over mm -hmm. by your rooms. However, the last thing I'll say on this resort is bus pickup. Yeah, what they do really well there is there are. Three bus stations on the outskirts. So if you're staying out there a half a mile walk from the main tower to catch the bus, you do not have to go all the way to the main tower. You go out your door, you go across the parking lot, and there are the bus stops there. And the buses going to the resorts yeah. pick up at those outer bus stops first before they go to the main tower. So your buses are not going to be full. Like they are at some resorts where you get like bus stop two, three, or four, and the buses are sometimes full. Yeah. They're not going to be full when they pick you up at those outer spots. They actually pick up at the main tower last. Okay. So that's the one negative of staying at the tower is you might have to wait for another bus or you A might bus. be standing. Yep. Okay. I'll take that. Yep. I'll still take it. Overall, we loved it. I would go back there. We'll do it every year. And I'd keep going back to that resort, even with the half a mile hike to go to the main building. Yeah. And it's so pretty, right? I truly have never been there. It's gorgeous. That's it's awesome. It's gorgeous. The lake is beautiful. The Three Bridges Bar and Grill where we ate one night, we ate there around sunset. The sun was coming in. The food was phenomenal. We ate a bunch of appetizers and they were delicious. But yeah, it's a beautiful resort. It's relaxing. It's peaceful. And it feels like you're... You stepped away and it's actually way more calm mm -hmm. than a place like Port Orleans, Riverside or French Quarter hmm. for a moderate. B 
because of the space. You have stayed at now all of the moderates in the last year, right? Except for Caribbean Beach, maybe, but you stayed at a lot of them, so... Can I tell you, Caribbean Beach, because we spent some time there because we did eat at my favorite restaurant. My favorite hidden gem of a restaurant, which we'll get to in a second, is at Caribbean Beach. Yeah. But the property feels like a giant Motel 6. That's what I think. I can't explain it. It gives me Motel 6 vibes. I stayed there only one time and I was a child. I was 11 years old and I had a, a beautiful, wonderful trip with my parents and that's where we stayed. I have very distinct memories of the like mugs and they were, I wish my mom still had them, but they were those like the, the mugs that you get, <laughs> but they like said Caribbean beach and like these big, you know, pastel colors. And I remember even then, like my first memory was like, oh, this is kind of like a not great hotel room. I know that they have upgraded those hotel rooms as of late. I hear that they're really pretty. But just the grounds themselves, it's very, it's just like kind of cheesy in a not a fun way. It's not a cheesy I'm looking for. The Riviera is right next door and you have to stare at that beautiful Riviera the entire time while you're at Caribbean Beach. I know, I know. It's like the buildings are Pepto-Bismol pink. And then the roofs are like a a teal color. So, yeah. not Not my cup of tea. It's not mine either. I'm really glad they got rid of the pirate rooms there. Like, that was wolf. Like, why did they do that? But they were like, picture the race car beds of youth. Like, they made that as a pirate bed for adults and children to sleep in. And they just got rid of those, like, last year. Thank goodness. So, if you're going moderate, I would vote for Coronado Springs. Go with it. It's great. You're going to feel like it's a little more elevated of a moderate resort. The rooms are themed great. You're going to love it. So big vote for Coronado Springs. We'll stay there multiple times because I'm hooked on this run Disney thing. Here is my, because we know Disney listens to our podcast, our little podcast. Here is my (laughs) suggestion for Disney. And, you know, I'll, I'll say it for them. They could make some good money by doing this. I have no idea. I'm just imagining that they'll make a profit because I want to pretend like the Skyliner wasn't that expensive to make, but I'm sure it was insanely expensive. But if they did a second Skyliner line on the Animal Kingdom resort properties to the Animal Kingdom, the places like the Animal Kingdom Lodge and Coronado Springs and the All-Stars, which I think those are all the ones that are on those properties. So you got a moderate, some values and a deluxe, which is also what they have right now. You know, the spectrum on the first Skyliner, if you made just a Skyliner route to Animal Kingdom that only serviced those hotels, you could definitely up the price tag to all of those resorts and, because everything we're describing, all of them are the cheaper of each of their categories. Yeah. And it's because they don't have the transportation. There is no better hotel in the deluxe category than Animal Kingdom Lodge, in my opinion. You can't change my mind on this. It is just <laughs> so unique, so stunning, best food, wonderful pool area. Just the best, but it's out in the boonies. And like their one big downfall is that you have to take the buses. I don't mind. I don't really care. But the price is always in the same space as like Saratoga Springs. So I'm just saying it is a very cheap place to stay because they lower the price because they don't have as much transportation opportunities. And because I've now run 48 miles across Disney World, I have a better understanding of the geography of Disney World and where things are Yeah, because I've literally ran all of it. You could do Coronado Springs to Epcot too with the, with the Skyliner. They are that yeah. close. Like it could connect over there. It'd be great. I do want to touch on the two other hotels very quickly because we did not spend much time with them, but 
Noah and I got to have a fun night at the Contemporary Resort. Yay! We went over there. Kurt had to leave for work, so Noah and I stayed an extra night. Went over to the Contemporary. We booked that because my aunt was in town, and she wanted to take Noah to Chef Mickey's. So I said, well, actually, this works because we're going to do Animal Kingdom in the morning and then go to Magic Kingdom when park hopping hours open up. And then why don't we just stay at Contemporary that night because... We're going to be there. That's where we're having dinner. And so we did that. Loved and hated contemporary. I got to put it that way. Our really? first room. Your first room. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. First room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a thing. So our first room, we had booked a garden wing water view. And I booked the water view specifically because people had told me you can sit out on your patio and have an up-close view of the electrical water pageant come by at night. And I thought, oh, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. So we booked ground floor, water view, like had done everything they had told us to do. We get to the room. First of all, the garden wing is a hike. You are going through a very, 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 very long walk through endless hallways till you find your room. Okay. Found the room. Couldn't get into the room because the magic pans weren't working because also pro tip you're like us and have gone yearly or sometimes multiple times a year and you may have multiple magic bands linked to your account deactivate the magic bands you're not currently using because if you have more than five on there when the hotel sends the like magical over the air code to make your magic bands unlock the door yeah it freaks out if there are multiple bands to work and then nothing works okay so side note it's a lesson you learned in this moment it sounds like Uh uh-huh so we got out to the room. Luckily, somebody from housekeeping, like I showed her in our room on the app. She let us in the room, thankfully, because it was going to be a hike back to the front desk. We got into the room. It was a view of a courtyard and more rooms across the courtyard. And I was like, that's not a water view. So uh, we packed up. We went back because we said, well, this is one night. We're staying there yeah. for one night. We paid for the water view. Specifically, we should have it. Yeah. So went back. This is what irked me a little bit. The cast member was like, well, if you turn your head slightly (laughs) off the patio, can you see the water? And I said, no. She goes, can you see the pool? Because that's technically a water view, too. And I was like, no. You literally see grass in somebody else's patio across the walkway. So she got on her little iPad and figured things out. She goes, okay, we've upgraded you Mm. to the main tower. It's a water view, not a park view. Hopefully that'll be okay. And I was like, great. Sounds great because we wanted the water view. So went up to the room. Oh, my goodness. The main tower is worth it to stay in. Ah. It's so cool. You see the monorail coming in and out. You go up to the room. It was the Incredibles style room. All the rooms have been redone in Theming of the Incredibles, which done so well. Like, the rooms, it's not cheesy, it's tasteful, it's great. But that is not the case in the Garden Wing, you're saying. They don't have the Incredibles. No, no, no. All the Garden Wing rooms are Incredibles themed, too. They did the whole hotel. Got it. So they eventually somehow redid every single room at the hotel to be that Incredibles theme, even to the point where they redid the archway around the balconies and the patios to be that more mid-century modern curved style archway, which is really cool. That's awesome. Also, every room has... Two, you can either do one king or two queens plus the couch you pull down and it becomes a single bed. Oh, cute. So that's where Noah slept, yeah. which was amazing. It was like you just pull it down and it became a cute little bed. 
So you could really fit one, two, three, four, five people mm-hmm. in that room easily. A tight five, to be clear. A very tight five. A tight five. You'd be, you'd be a little close, but you can make it work. If you're willing to pay the money and you want to split that money, you can make it right. work with five people in that room. So the room was amazing. But I do have to say the amenities in the room, mm-hmm. no different than when we got at Coronado. Literally the same Keurig coffee machine. It had a fridge. The only difference is in deluxe resorts like... The toilet is separate in a separate room from the shower. Yeah. And the bathroom's a little larger. Other than that, it was just like being at a moderate resort. Yeah. You were just paying for the proximity to the theme park because you're literally a five-minute walk from Magic Kingdom there. Yeah. Well, and let's also be clear, you get the same Keurig also in a value resort. So you're going to get that Keurig anywhere you go. Right. Don't stay there for that Keurig. (laughs) (laughs) Look, coffee is very important to me in the morning. So... I will say the highlight of this, though, here's your hack for if you ever stay at the Contemporary Resort and you don't have a theme park view. Go to the end of the row on the theme park side. Go to the end of the hallway. and There's an emergency exit. The alarm does not go off. Take a towel from your room to wedge it in the door because the door will lock behind you. This is this beautiful balcony that you can then watch the fireworks and they pump the music out. On the fourth floor, so the music rises. We were on the 10th floor. We could hear the music perfectly. And we had our own private balcony view right there. I was sending you pictures from it that night. It was incredible. And we'll post some pictures and video from it. It was an incredible, perfect view of the fireworks show at Magic Kingdom that night. Yeah, that looked so cool. When you sent me the picture of you and Noah out there, I was convinced that you were up on the California Grill balcony, which... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if you're a hotel guest, you can go up there and watch from the balcony anyway on the maybe lounge side. Yeah, I think they'll let you up there. Yeah, But it's my favorite viewing location. It's most people's favorite viewing location. You're like, no, I'm in the emergency exit of this particular floor. So that is a really good tip. (laughs) Probably not one that Disney would want you to know. But hey, if you found our podcast and you're listening to us, then you run with that tip, my friend. But I got to say, Disney may not care because it was actually the bellman who brought us our luggage who said, hey, take a towel, go out the doors. Because our room was the last room on that row anyway. It was right by the emergency exit. And it was the bellman who said, you want to go watch the fireworks there in 25 minutes. Just take a towel, shove it in the door. Take your son out there and you're going to have a great view of the fireworks and you're going to hear the music. And that came from the Bellman. That's cool. So really think about that, right? Like that tip did come after I tipped him for (laughs) bringing the luggage up. So maybe that was that. But it was really an amazing view. Then I got Noah to sleep and then I went out and sat on the balcony, had a cocktail, sat out there on the balcony and watched the electrical water pageant come by, which is it hasn't changed in decades, <laughs> I feel like. And it's so great. But you could hear it and we get to watch it from just, I brought a blanket out because it got a little cold and I curled up on the lawn chair out there. And it was nice. It was a really nice end to the Disney trip. Or And we thought, because then the next day, right. bump up, bump, right. weather hit. Well, before you get in it, I want to give my two cents on the contemporary because I, yeah. I like that you phrased it as a love-hate relationship with it because- it sounds like the room, it, you know, pay for the location, pay for the the tower, but don't go with those like extended garden wing rooms. Those rooms are dirt cheap too, because they will pop up. Not dirt cheap. I want to be very clear. They're still very expensive, 
but they are cheaper than staying in the tower. And I've seen them pop up for clients and I'm like, oh, wow, they could stay at the contemporary for the same price as basically a moderate. No, my friend, they are sorely different. Don't do it. Stay at the moderate. Yeah. Also, the only other thing I want to add, we did do the pool the next day. Yeah. Um, I took Noah to the pool there. Yeah. It is so dated. Really? So dated. The pool, the restrooms at the pool, the bar, the grill at the pool, unbelievably dated. Hmm. Like, it's not good. That whole pool area needs a massive overall. Overhaul. Overall. Overalls. It needs overalls. That pool has not been changed since that resort was built. Like, it needs a massive overhaul. So what if you could pick just a pool day, would you pick Coronado's pool or would you pick Contemporary's pool between the two? Coronado, 1,000%. Okay. Well, there you have it. The only reasons you ever want to stay at the Contemporary is because of its location, because it is the only hotel that is a the fastest walking distance to the Magic Kingdom. Because you can walk from the Grand Flow You can. You can. But it's still faster to get to Contemporary. But here's my workaround. I like the Contemporary interior for like a little bit of time. I even think it's quite boring. It is the first hotel built by Disney World. So it holds a place in history at Disney. But what I like to do, my hack, is leave the Magic Kingdom because the sit-down restaurants there are just kind of so-so, except for maybe one that we love, Skipper Canteen. But take the walk, which is about 15 minutes, out of the park over to the Contemporary. If you've got little ones, you can do Chef Mickey over there, which sounds like you just did on this trip, so you can give a review in a bit. But my favorite, if you're adults or if if you've got kids who don't need to go meet characters, go downstairs to Steakhouse 71. It's on the ground floor. It's a great restaurant. They take a lot of walk-ups. And they have, I think, the best burger on all Disney property at that Steakhouse 71. Yeah, we've been there for breakfast and absolutely loved it. Have not done lunch there. We were going to do lunch this trip and then opted for chicken and waffles instead at Magic Kingdom. But, yeah, because it's my... Well, we'll get there in a second. I got thoughts. It's changed. So, Contemporary is great. Loved it. Would not book it. I would rather book the Grand Floridian or we really want to stay at Polynesian. So if you're going to do a Magic Kingdom resort area resort, one of those two. But also I really want to do maybe this needs to be the next time our two families go together. I want to do the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Like I'm really into this idea. Did you hear they're doing new ones, too? They just announced mm-hmm. that this July they will have the Disney Vacation Club yep. versions of these cabins. I would love yep. to. I think our families would be perfect. I always have wanted to stay in the cabins, and it doesn't fit with our three-person family. It doesn't really fit with your three-person family because they're kind of big. But if we combine but six, the powers. Yes. It doesn't work with, like, adults either because it's, like, there's a set of bunk beds in one room and, like, another one's, like, a pull-out couch. So it's kind of like you need to have a couple adults and a couple of kids to make this whole thing work. But I would love to. It's like we could put Ray and Noah in the bunk beds. Yeah. And then, like, it would work. It would work. Yeah. I'm down. One couple on the pull-out, one couple on the regular, and we could do it. So it could be 
Yeah, let's add that to the list. Okay. Next, uh, Seacrest Johnson family trip to Disney World. Which, we'll let's be fair, it's us. It'll probably happen in like four months from now anyway. You and I are always yeah, going. basically. That or the tree houses at Saratoga. Those are the two that are on my list. Absolutely. Okay, so surprise bonus. We got stuck by weather. The last hotel I'm going to quickly and very quickly talk about because we were there for literally seven hours the Swan Reserve. We got to stay at the Swan Reserve. Um, Noah and I were stuck on a plane for four hours at MCO before they canceled the flight. And in that time, I sat there as everybody was getting off the plane. I was like, I'm going to sit here in my seat. Noah's watching his iPad. And I'm going to be the last one off this plane because I'm going to figure out what the heck we are doing. Right. Yeah. So ended up there were no Ubers available. Rented a car from Hertz. Looked, was able to get a rate on the Marriott website for last minute at the Swan Reserve, which was somehow the cheapest rate I could possibly find anywhere in Orlando that night. Because they even thought about us staying closer to the airport. All the rates were five, six, seven hundred dollars near the airport. Oh. So I kept looking around, looking around. The cheapest rate I could find was going back to Disney World, even when you added on spending $75 for a 24-hour rental of a rental car. At Hertz. Wow. So rented a car. They threw in the car seat. I guess they felt bad for me because it was 12 o'clock in the morning and I know what planet I was on at that point. So Noah and I hopped in the car. I had a mild meltdown. Dana talked me off the ledge from the mild meltdown. It is true. It was 9 p.m. our time. I think we were watching Saltburn. I think you called us when we were watching Saltburn. And oh, I just watched it. Oh, we have to talk about that. Yeah. Holy. We do. Yeah. We're going to offline about, about that. that but folks, maybe maybe we'll make a little <laughs> chat box in our Instagram stories if anybody wants to have a uh, review chat about Saltburn. Saltburn comment. <laughs> Oof, Saltburn. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we were watching that and then you call and you are definitely having a moment and you just needed to talk to somebody. And I'm on the West Coast, so I was awake. But I felt for yeah, you. It, was- it sounded like a rough day. It was Noah and I by ourselves were like literally sat on the plane for hours before they canceled the flight. There was weather in Florida, weather in New York. It was a disaster. But bonus, we got to go to the Swan Reserve. I got to be honest, guys, don't book it. Don't book (gasps) it. Whoa. I thought you were going to say the opposite. Okay. Don't do it. No. Tell us why. Don't do it. It's a Marriott. Like it's a Marriott that snuck its way onto Disney property. The rooms are tiny. They're very stale, very Marriott feeling, which is fine when I'm on a work trip. I enjoy a Marriott because I know exactly what I'm going to get in the room and it's comfortable. But for a vacation, oof, Mm. the rooms are small. We booked a king bed with a pullout couch. I put Noah on the pullout. I slept in the king. We had a pool view. We looked out the window at the pool. We didn't even bother with the pool the next day because the pool was about the size of my living room in New York City. Mm. It was like a little puddle. Yeah. Not worth it. Not worth it. What a bummer. That's a total bummer. So I also want to just be clear for anybody who's like Swan Reserve. This is a very new hotel that opened just about two years ago. Yeah. And it is attached to or next to the Swan and Dolphin property. Now, the Swan and Dolphin property are technically not Disney properties, but because they were built. there, Yeah, they're Marriott's. And because they were built back, like, basically at the exact same time that Disney World was built, they got kind of grandfathered into this super sweet deal where they get to take advantage of all the Disney perks while not technically being a Disney resort. So if you, for example, want to stay on Disney property, I can show you Swan and Dolphin and the Swan Reserve options because those are all part of still the same family, even though they're kind of 
also a side of them. I, I, I don't really know. I mean, you still get the yeah. all those same perks. So I would just consider them as Disney properties. I think the only benefit to them, if you are somebody like me who travels so much for work and you rack up the Marriott points and you've got thousands and thousands of Marriott points to burn, yeah. use them on the Swan Dolphin or Swan Reserve and get your hotel for free. Because you cannot use loyalty points to book any Disney hotel, but you can use your Marriott Bonvoy points to book the Swan, the Dolphin, and the Reserve. Mm -hmm. So that would be the only time I would suggest booking those hotels because you are going to get a very watered-down, stale version of a Disney resort when you stay at those hotels. You're going to get the transportation. You're going to get the early entry to parks. You're going to get all those other benefits that you get for staying at a Disney resort. You're just going to get a little less magic yeah. when it comes to it. Hmm. So if you just need a place to put your head at night and you don't really care about the theming and being immersed that way, great. Stay there. Book it. Use your Marriott points to book it. I would not pay cash. I would rather go pay cash and stay at a moderate or a value resort. Mm-hmm. On Disney property, but if you have the points to burn, burn them on the Swan Dolphin or the Reserve. Yeah. I mean, like, this is just so much information about three hotels I've never stayed at. So I really appreciate hearing it. And I want to know, at this point, this has become a hotel review episode. So we'll save food (laughs) and theme park reviews for another day. But why don't you give us your top takeaways from all three of these resorts, your pros and your cons at each of them and why maybe you would book them or not book them in the future. Yeah. So let me start with Swan Reserve. Pros are, again, you can book it with Marriott points and it's it could be essentially free, a free vacation for you. The cons are the rooms are small, they're very stale, they're very corporate. And I also have to say too, for being brand new, stuff was scuffed, wallpaper was peeled, there was like some damage, like it just didn't look pristine and clean like you get from a Disney resort. It was run down already and it's been only open for a couple of years. So keep that in mind when you think about it. That's disappointing. Yeah. Especially if you think about like you just say at the contemporary and even though it's not new, it probably was refurbished around the same time as this new hotel. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. They clearly, sorry, Marriott, but they clearly keep those better. So would I book the Swan Reserve again? Only if I rack up enough Marriott points and we can do a free hotel vacation at Disney World. Otherwise, no, you would not ever book it again. Otherwise, no, no, no. The rates are on most nights insane. Like you're you're looking at like, why not just go book the Yacht Club or the Beach Club? Because you're going to pay around the same to book the Swan Reserve. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not worth it to me. Okay, contemporary. Biggest takeaway was stay in the tower. Don't stay in the garden view, the garden wing. Mm -hmm. Con was the pools. Mm. A big pro is their lobby area downstairs with a whole carpeted area with the TV playing Disney stuff all the time. When Noah and I were kind of stuck and in limbo and weren't sure if our flight was going to go or not, we stayed there for a while. He was occupied for over an hour in that area and also the lifeguards came in and hosted as several like activities in that lobby area coloring and games and things like that so noah was like fully occupied so hats off to them they did a great job occupying the kids because there were like tornado warnings outside 
So it was great, great job by them. And in general, that's a pro for all these Disney resorts because the same thing happened to us years ago staying at the my favorite Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, we had to wait hours before our room was available and we rode a red eye from LA. That little TV section with the games and the Disney Channel being on was what saved our bacon because our daughter was just watching that while we basically napped behind her on the couches, but she was like having the time of her life there. So I love that Disney does that. And they do that from everything from a value to a deluxe resort. They've got those little TVs and like cast members that are there to play with kids. Also. Oh my gosh. I didn't even mention this. We stopped by the Riviera after having dinner. We'll talk about food in the next episode, but we stopped at uh, Caribbean for dinner and then went to the Riviera to just hang out. Mm -hmm. We were waiting for a minivan, which I have to talk about minivans in the next episode because we did take a minivan three times Mm -hmm. this trip. And I am a full believer in the prophecy of the minivan at this point. Like it is. Oh, Dana. He's saying mini, like Minnie Mouse van. I just want to be clear about that. It's a, it's not a minivan, but it is a minivan. Well, no, it's like a fancy SUV decked out like Minnie Mouse. We'll talk about it in the next episode. But in their lobby area, they have a TV playing Disney movies, but they also had this full-on interactive tabletop Mm, for kids. That's cool. And where you could draw on it and do these other things. Noah was fully occupied there. So they've really put some cool stuff in. Coronado. So contemporary, would I stay there again? Probably not. I would book Grand Floridian or Polynesian to be within close distance to the Magic Kingdom. Interesting. Coronado. Biggest takeaways were be ready to walk, Mm -hmm. but it's the best moderate resort on property. Mm -hmm. Hands down. And I would book it again in a heartbeat. It's affordable. It's great. It's in a good location. Yeah, I would book it again. I would stay there again. Even not being in the tower, I would stay there again. And you found it kid-friendly enough for Noah? Very kid-friendly. Very kid-friendly with Noah. Because there was so much space for him to run around. He loved it. Like There was space. And it's like... And the pools are great and they have a great kiddie pool and all these things. Like it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. That's awesome. Well, good. Well, yeah. I mean, this was. Look at me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in the moderate. Only if you're at Coronado. The other ones, no. Coronado, we're good to go. This is a shock, folks, because Adam, what was it, about a year ago, we did an episode on all of the moderates. And we probably are not the right people to talk about them because we hadn't stayed at all. Well, you had recently, but um, you were very anti-moderates. And I kind of was, too. I was like, you know. I still am. Yeah. Unless it's Coronado. Like, if I could not book Coronado, my options were any of the other moderates or All-Star or Pop Century. Yeah. I would book Pop Century or All-Star over the other moderates. Yeah. Okay. You hear it here, folks. Yeah. Okay, well, with that, I feel like we should wrap it up at this point, but we are going to do a whole second episode on the food reviews for Adam and just his theme park days. And then stay tuned because we are still going to hit you hard with the Run Disney experience. I, for one, learned so much the last year you did this and told us so much about it. So I'm really excited to hear more about Run Disney. Yeah, after having been a participant in Run Disney and not just a coach, my eyes are open and it's, um, look, my leg is telling me to retire from running and I may be retiring to just run Disney races now. Oh. I may be one of those people. Okay. Yeah. It's that good. It's that good. So there's a little tease. We'll talk about it cool. in a couple of weeks. Great. All right, folks. Well, with that, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram. If you want a free price quote, you can always reach out to me at Dana at adventures with Allison Wonderland.com. A-L-L-I-S-O-N 
wonderland.com or you can just dm me and i will happily get you that free price quote and uh, there's a lot we talked about this last time but there's a lot of really good offers coming out right now especially if you are looking to go this summer so hit me up and i'll let you know what those offers are do we even talk about the dining plan is back have we even talked about yeah that? we've talked like, about that it. should be something yeah kim and oh, i okay, mentioned sorry. it yeah yeah oh you and kim whatever call dana for the dining plan she'll figure it out <laughs> but uh, Yeah, but with that, folks, hope you have a wonderful week and we'll hit you all again next week with more of Adam's Reviews. See ya.